it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday night on Ron Real Radio. Hey, we're so happy you could be with us. I hope you're out there enjoying daylight savings time. We put together for you tonight one heck of a show. Let me just give you a rundown of the guest. First out of the bat, we're going to have the 2016 Geico Bassmaster Champion, Mr. Edward Evers. He's going to be calling in to us, telling us a little bit about how he gained that championship. And then later on in the show, Mr. Bart Hall. He's the organizer of the Fred Hall Show Ultimate Outdoor Experience, which is going to be starting on Thursday, the 17th, at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. But before we get to Edwin, let me first introduce to you the co-host of Ron Real Radio. First, this individual is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, good evening. Good evening, John. Good evening, everybody. It's been uh, a week since the Fred Hall Show, and I'm experiencing kennel cough. <laughs> Man, well, we'll be going through uh, a lot of the Fred Hall show tonight, both past and the one coming up, Stan. Yeah, so, I learned uh, something there so- i got to share with the, our, our listeners tonight. Uh, thanks to Wendy's booth there with Eiserline, but we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, let's do that. Let me introduce to you the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She is the national sales manager for Eiserline and a darn good outdoorsman in her own right, too, Ms. Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hey, hello, hello. Hey, listen, we've got just a limited time with our first guest because he's out practicing for the Bassmaster Elite Tournament that's in Palatka, I think, uh, Florida, outside of Jacksonville. So we want to get to him right now. This man has won 11 BASS events, but probably the jewel in the crown. He is a winner of the two 2016 Geico Bassmaster Championship presented by GoPro. We've had him on the show before, but not quite with this prestige. Mr. Edwin Evers. Edward, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here, guys. Thanks a lot. Oh, man. First of all, on behalf of all of Southern California, man, congratulations. 106,000 people is what they said. We're there to root you on and, and the four, 54 other participants of this year's Classic. must have been a thrill. 
It was amazing. You know, uh, it's been a dream of mine to win the Classic, yet to do it there in the state of Oklahoma where, where I have so many friends and family and and fans. Just the, the atmosphere was electric. It was uh, overwhelming. It, it, it'd give you chill bumps every time you came into the arena. <laughs> you know, Without a doubt, you get that many people cheering for you. As long as they're not on the lake with you, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had them on the lake with us too. Now, let me tell you, we had a lot of spectators out there, and uh, they were all real respectful. It, it was pretty cool out there on the water. You'd catch one, and and it, you know, it was few and far between. You know, the first couple of days, but man, they'd go to cheering and hollering, and uh, it made you feel <laughs> awful good. Well, Edward, before we get to you talking to you about the 2016 Classic, because the finish of that was almost as exciting as a NASCAR finish in uh, uh, Phoenix today. I want to I just go over one thing with you. You know, running a tackle store here, I get a lot of boys and girls that, that come in here. They've got this desire to fish, but mom and dad, not so much so, but they support, you know, their, uh-huh. their urge to go fishing. And I know as a young kid, you were in somewhat the same similar situation. You had this desire to fish, it was eating you up. But mom and dad, not so much. Tell us how that worked out for you. Yeah, I had great parents. My, you know, I just need to just be very thankful that they supported me so much in that. You know, they saw that desire I had. My mom took me fishing the first few times. You know, just fish from the bank, and and then you know, the, my dad. You know, he he would always buy me fishing magazines. That's always how he tells people that he taught me to read is by subscribing to the Bassmaster magazine. You know, even before I could read, I go through there looking at the pictures. That's great. And, uh, you know, I don't think my dad's caught five bass in his life, but he saw the love I had for it. And he just, you know, I begged and begged and begged and begged and pleaded him for a boat and uh, finally got a, a Bass Tracker V-17 with a 40 horse on it. When I was in like a freshman, and I didn't get it, but he bought it, and he'd take me to the lake, and he'd fall asleep back there in the chair, you know, reading the newspaper, and I'd be up there just casting away, not having a clue what I was doing when I was in eighth, ninth grade, high school. It was fun. Yeah, but happy to be casting away and be and and learn because that's a real learning curve right there. Just go out there and and start throwing until you learn, you know, where to go and what to throw. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good start. You know, Edward, now, just think back at the time. I've, you know, you know, Stan, Wendy, and I have been fortunate to talk to a lot of pro anglers uh, over the years. But think of that time when you broke the news to mom and dad. Instead of going out and doing maybe what they thought you should go do in life, that you decided to follow a career as a pro angler. I know some of the other fishermen we've talked to, they got an adverse reaction from their family. How did that go for you? It, it went, you know, it went really well, actually. Dad said I could take that, that bass tracker to college. We had it all through high school. He said, you know, son, you can take that thing to college as long as you can afford to keep it in the storage facility. You know, it cost me 35 bucks a month to store it out at Lake Texoma. And uh, I had to keep an A-B average and, you know, obviously stay in school. You know, the instant any of that stuff went away, Dad was going to come get the boat. But uh, he completely supported me on it. I, I You know, it, it was it was definitely just moral support. You know, I'm not going to say he, he helped me with a bill here and there, but by no means was it a monetary support. But, he, you know, he's just morally there. And, uh, you know, I, I learned the hard way and literally lived in my truck for quite a few years, you know, early in my career in a camper in the back, traveling the circuit, trying to figure out how to make a living at it. So, um, you know, my hat's off to my parents. They just, 
they let me chase my dreams. You know, you know, a lot of guys don't, don't uh, realize that you know that living out of the back of your camper and chasing the tournament uh, from spot to spot was part of how most of the guys grew up, or and still, you know, some of them still do. That's how you chase the dream, you know, to get to a point where you're you're competitive and you think you can get the job done. You know, you live out of the back of your camper and you go lake to lake and 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 just follow the dream, but it was fun. I I remember doing that myself. It was great. Yeah, you know, these days now they got high school fishing, college fishing, you know, you get scholarships, so Back when me and you were doing it, it was a lot of different deal. We lived in our trucks and, uh, you know, ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just to get by. And, uh, you know, nowadays these kids going, got a high school fishing teams, which I think is awesome. I think it's great, you know, just for the sport. And, and they can get a scholarship and go to college and be on the college fishing team. It's really, really cool. Well, That's very true. You know, and the colleges, I just heard of one college here in L.A. that that uh, I think it was USC, actually. A lady talked to me and asked me if I could help their, the fishing club there. It's two guys. When you bet, <laughs> whatever they need. <laughs> well, Stan, if you recall, uh, a few months ago we had an individual from Ohio that was representing his high school in the state championship in the team event, and he was the only member of his school's fishing team, and he won the state championship among <laughs> all the other teams. So, you know. It can work, but you know, Edwin. Let's you know, yeah, you, you have ten other BASS uh, wins, you know, behind you before you come to to Grand Lake, and, and we talked to you during the the summer because you went on a tear during the summer, and you were in the chase for Angler of the Year. But tell us now, you're on what's all, almost has to be your home body of water there at Grand Lake in Tulsa. How did you uh, approach this tournament? It was really different, you know. Um, grand, we had record record rainfall in December, and if you would go back a year, you know, the previous January, February, March of fifteen, I fished every day out there prior to the elite season starting uh, and going to Hartwell, you know, in that classic. I fished every day at Grand, and that winter and that early spring, we had fifteen to eighteen foot visibility. So, you know, I every day I was really catching them good last spring during the time that I thought the classic would be here fast forward we get record rainfall this year you know this fall muddies the entire lake up so everything I learned and the muddiest section was down by the dam and that's that's the, the area I'm most familiar with I had to throw it all out the window it's probably the best decision I'm, I'm, I made going into that classic you know just throw it out the window let's fish the current conditions of the lake and, and the lake was starting to clear up from the upper end where the the rivers were running in. And uh, that was the biggest thing. You know, the biggest adjustment was just, you know, fishing that upper end that I wasn't familiar with, but, you know, just fishing the conditions and, and uh, you know, trying to get, put myself in a position where I could get the most amount of bites. All right, let's ask you a question here. Which, When you were pre-fishing in the 18-foot, I mean, the 18-foot visibility water or 15-foot visibility, what were you throwing then? Then what do you have to change up for for this tournament? I was going to win the classic on a on a mega bass jerkbait. You know, I just <laughs> I just knew it was going to happen. I was having so much fun last winter catching the snot out of them on a mega bass jerkbait. You know, one ten had some special colors and some new colors that mega bass had brought out that they were just mauling. And then <laughs> then it muddied up. And what'd you have to go to then? Well, uh, the first day of practice. This year, 
the water temperature was 44 degrees when I put Yeehaw. my boat in on Friday. And uh, I, I developed a pattern catching them really good on a mega bass flap slap on 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 the the shallow diving mega bass flap slap in the backs of pockets, um, throwing the sexy French pearl on ten pound fluorocarbon, just reeling it real slow and pausing it. I mean, I'd catch when I caught when I caught one in practice, it was like a four to six pounder. And uh, fast forward to the first day of the tournament, it's like forty eight, forty nine, fifty degrees in the morning, and I only caught four that first day. And uh, had an opportunity to a few other fish. It just that pattern was going away. Those fish were setting up. Just the cranking deal went away. And second day, I made the adjustment and I ran way up the uh, Neosho River and I started flipping a Z Hog Junior and uh, throwing a just a War Eagle spinnerbait with a red kicker blade on the front. And uh, caught the biggest bag of the second day of the tournament. Moved way up in the standings. You know, after the first day of the tournament, I only had four and they weighed almost fourteen pounds. I'm driving to the arena just upset you know just could not believe i could only catch four fish on my home lake but you know the drive back to the lake that night you know i stayed at the lake every night you know i felt a lot i didn't feel near as bad as the drive in because i was in 13th place and i felt like i still had a chance to to be in it so the second day when i caught that 17 and a half pounds it moved me all the way up to third and final day i just I went to uh, an area where I had a couple really big bites, but I needed a, a I needed a lot of wind and clouds to make these fish bite. It's crystal, crystal clear water. Edwin, and can we interrupt you? Edwin, can we interrupt you for a yeah. minute? We got to take a break, uh, but we want to come back and hear about the third yeah, day you're because not getting, I was getting into it. <laughs> it was a classic finish for sure. You're going to want to stay tuned. You can stay with us for another segment, can you not, Edwin? Oh yeah. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that very much. Hey, uh, we're speaking with Edwin Evers. He is the 2016 Bassmaster Classic Champion on Rod and Reel Radio. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Stan, Wendy, and Edwin after these messages. Count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main at el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio. Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> I, that is just absolutely awesome. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. And we have another pro angler that's also fulfilling his dreams after winning the 2016 Geico Bassmaster Classic presented by GoPro, Mr. Edward Evers. Edward, again, welcome back to the show. Ah, oh, great. Glad to be here. <laughs> now, before we broke, you were telling us about uh, the three days of the Classic that you fished. And after the second day, you were in third place. But, Ben, you were looking for a change in condition because your good friend, uh, Justin Christie, he was uh, in the lead, and you had to catch a bunch of fish in order to pass him. I did. You know, Jason had about a six-pound lead on me going into that final day, and, you know, you just got to figure he's going to catch him as much as he knows that lake. And and I did. I needed the wind to blow and a little bit of clouds to roll in. The two previous days were sunny and slick and dead calm and uh man i got what the doctor ordered it was it was lights out you know i first fish i caught was a really big one and it just it was a day from heaven i mean i literally had 29 pounds in the first hour hour and a half two hours (laughs) and uh caught all those fish in a little bitty finesse jig light line and it was fun it was a lot of fun now let me ask you a question we were you know the first part you were talking about throwing the flat slab down the center of the coves in the backs or at least in the backs of the coves and then it changed it changed up to where you're now you're throwing a, a light jig when you started day, yeah, down the, in that other area the second day i caught him on a zoom z hog junior and a spinnerbait and the final day i caught him on a, on an andy's e-series finesse jig 
five sixteenths. He's one of the few guys that still has has that living rubber, and it's a hand tied jig. It's just a really special jig for tough situations, clear water. It's just it's the best jig there is, and um, it was just an awesome day. I mean, it was you know they didn't have much cell phone reception, so it wasn't on Bassmaster Live and. And uh, they were blogging about it. Had drones flying over the top of you know. Had two different drones with cameras in them, and it was really really neat. It was uh, you know at one point in that day, you know, I'm sitting there and I I, I need to call, and I pull. I'm, I'm going through my fish, and I'm like, man, this fish here I'm fixing to throw back is five pounds. I was like, it can't be right. And I go back to all awesome. my fish again. I'm like, it's the right fish, you know. And I probably spent. 10 minutes trying to cull this fish. I just did not want to let this five pounder go. Cause I thought, man, I gotta be making a mistake here. There's gotta be a little one in there somewhere. And it was the right fish to cull. It, it was a fun day. Well, wow. you know, that's, we, when, when that happens, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> just when you got to, when you start throwing fours or fives back, you've had a great day. Yeah. Uh, Edwin, were these sight fish? Cause you were talking about the wind was blowing pretty good. Obviously, uh, a little bit of a ripple on the water. You went to a spot of the lake that you knew was was clear, so you had some local knowledge over here. But were you blind casting, or were these predominantly sight fish you caught? They were not spawning fish, but they. I was making long casts, you know. And every now and then, if you got up on top of uh, of a log or something they were relating to, yeah, you would see one. But um, no, I was not sight fishing them. I was making long casts to them. Well, well, you uh, you've got now twenty nine pounds of fish, and you, I don't know if you're like most fishermen, but I know if I catch a lot of fish, I start worrying because of the fact that I think everyone I'm fishing with has also have a has a big bag of fish, and and sometimes you you start getting a little tense. Tell tell us about sitting in line uh, waiting to get into the weigh in. You know, I got a lot of people talking to me. I got Davy Height doing interviews and you know, all kinds of interviews, pictures. Everybody, the news channels. You know, I've got cameras in my face, and and it's starting to hit me. You know, when you get that much attention, you know they've seen everybody else's fish. They kind of know what went down that day, and I mean, it's starting to hit me just a little bit. I might have a really good chance to win this thing, and uh, you know, it's just an overwhelming feeling. I got choked up a couple times, and. Um, uh, you know, guys, it's just, it's one of those things I've strived to try to win my entire life. And, uh, there's nothing else like the Bassmaster Classic. And it's just a huge, huge blessing for me and my family. Well, oh, no kidding. I mean, just to be out there and have the, when you get that kind of weight in your boat and, and, and you know, you got to make up six pounds, but you, you know, it, 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 at that point, you're looking at 28, 29. When you start creeping up in that realm, you're going, I got a serious shot at this. Uh, and then when you start throwing out a five, you really know that hey, this could happen. That's pretty great, you know. And I, I, I can see how you could get a real emotional pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I, you know, I get Ed, goosebumps talking to you about it now, Edwin. Before <laughs> <Atta boy. laughs> before you went out on that third day, you were in third place, and I know you have a lot of support from your family, but your wife did something special. To you know, to help you out uh, before that third day of fishing, and relate to us that story. You know, I had a pretty big mountain to climb, and uh, you know, Jason, you know, really by all rights, Jason, you know, he was a, the local favorite, and really, you know, spends a lot of time on that lake. And you know, I was a six, seven pounds behind. And, you know, my wife sent me a Bible verse, you know, Philippians four thirteen. 
through all you know through all things you know when God strengthens you can do all things through God who strengthens you and uh, it just man it put all the things in perspective for me you know that's really what matters the most is God and, and if it, you know I can climb this mountain you know through God and, and uh, you know I put it in His hands and He really led me to go to the back of the elk and it was a magical day it, it's uh, it's really it was I just very humbled and thankful and uh and uh, in all that that dreams finally come true all i can say is amen to that brother <laughs> hey uh, uh, jason my, I'm on my that team my messengers are, are lighting up but we're uh, one of the uh uh the questions that uh, our listeners want us to uh, ask you is you know you do have you know 10 wins behind you in the elite series here's the bassmaster classic you know you you have a week behind you now is is winning the Bassmaster Classic going to change your career? You think, uh, as opposed to uh, you know, you know, fishing it for the past uh, I don't know, was it twelve years you've been on the tour? You know, I don't think it's going to. You know, I, I think the Bassmaster Classic is definitely a life changer, but it's not changing me or my person or who I am. You know, I'm still the same person that puts my shoes on, just like everybody else, and. Uh, um, still going to be, you know, doing all the same things that I always do. But, you know, it, it's opened the door and some opportunities to speak with, you know, lots of different media, you know, and uh, uh, hopefully meet more people and meet new people and, you know, just, you know, maybe be a witness to some people out there. So there's, there's lots of positive changes that I think is going to be taking place, you know, over the next year, you know, being the classic champion and uh, uh, just I hope to embrace it and do a good job doing it. Yeah, I would think that Edgar's having, you know, he's probably got, um, he's got 10 years of fishing behind him here, and you've won enough that, you know, when it, when you win, it's always great. When you, when you do win, you know, everything just has to fall into place, and you don't lose fish, and it all goes well. When you win the, the Bassmaster Championship, that's a feather in the cap that not everybody, that's the 1% of the 1%. And yeah, that's a, bl- a big blessing. At this juncture, it doesn't change the personality so much as it just changed what the personality is going to be doing for the next year. Very well said. You know, not only that, it'll make it a lot easier to uh, fish the Elite Series because uh, now you have a little grease uh, in the gears to help you get on out there and fish. (laughs) But, you know, you find a lot of the guys that all of a sudden, there's a lot of other demands on their time besides fishing. And, uh, you know, sometimes that that seems to get in the way of the fishing. You know, fortunately, by, make, by winning the Classic, I'm guaranteed into next year's Classic, you know, just for those demands. But I'm kind of one of those guys that I want to qualify by my own merits and by my own ways. I don't want anybody to give it to me. And I kind of look at it as a challenge to be able to uh, – you know, if 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 it means I'm going to get an hour's less sleep each night to to go out and perform and do really well on the elite trail and be the Bassmaster Classic champion and all that it entails, I, I take that as a challenge. And I uh, I can assure you, I'm not going to let up any on the elite season just because I've already qualified. You know, my biggest goal in all my career is always you know angler of the year. I put more on it than anything. That's the hardest hardest goal to achieve and. Uh, that's one of them I've been close to, and I'd love to have it. Well, people, I don't think people understand that. You know, that angler of the year position, when you're the best of the best for the year, that is a pretty special. That means you beat all the best guys that you're fishing against, and it's a hard road to hoe. You don't get that very often. 
And if you do, you know, it means you're just more uh, consistently better than the rest. And that's a special, special prize because it's the hardest thing to achieve. Mm-hmm. It is. You have you to know. catch them all throughout the year, all throughout all the different seasons. Now, just to show that, you you know, just because now that you're the Bassmaster champion for 2016, you just can't rest on your laurels. Now, all of a sudden, the 2016 Elite Tour starts again. Tell us where you are and what you're preparing to do. I'm sitting down here outside of Palatka, Florida. The event's going to be on the St. John's River. Uh, this is about the fourth time we've been here. It's a great, great fishery. It's huge. I mean, I, I want to say I think it's 300 miles long. Uh, just uh, so much water you, you can't cover it in three days of practice but uh i think we're kind of between full moons looks like they've been getting a bunch of rain down here it's really warm down here it's 80 degrees right now so you know everything's blooming so you know the the the, the, the what's happened here the previous three years has, has all been sight fishing events i can't see it being any different but you know tomorrow and the next day and and wednesdays when i'm gonna go out there and try to develop the, the strongest pattern i can and find the best area's got the biggest fish in it. Is that, a, is that an area? I mean, there are areas that are going to be better than the other. Some cooler water, some warmer water. Maybe, depending on what kind of flow you get on the, into the uh, arena that you're fishing. But, you know, it's, it's all going to be pretty much side fishing and spawn fish? I think so. You know, there's going to be an opportunity to catch a few fish, maybe on a swim bait or, you know, blind casting. But for the most part, all those fish are going to be, you know, relating to a bed somehow or another. You know, Edwin, obviously, you know, you can't stay fishing forever, but you've gone and developed another career, kind of like in agriculture, that uh, will will keep you going. Tell us about the other business that you run. Well, you know, lots of people that work in the business world, they go golfing on the weekends. Well, my work is fishing, and I go on the weekends, and I work at a pecan farm. Uh, really? It's my escape from fishing. I, I absolutely love it. I bought this place seven years ago, uh, an existing pecan orchard, and uh, I've planted, uh, in addition to what I already had on the place, you know, an, an additional 2,000 trees. I put in an irrigation system. I've grafted 1,000 trees. I, I just love it. I love being outside. I think it's going to be a, a huge gift I can pass on to my kids. Um and it's just something that, you know, the busy time in a pecan orchard is in the fall, kind of when we don't, we're not so busy as bass fishermen. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good retirement, you know, down the road someday when I think about quit, you know, when I'm not able to fish anymore, you know, I think it's going to be a great retirement. I, it's just, there's a lot of, I don't know if you got, you guys got orchards out there, so you know how beautiful they are. They're just manicured green grass underneath them and, and, uh, it's really, really neat. I got, I got a website, Edwin Evers Pecans, and we got flavored pecans. We've got, the healthy pecans, we got it all on there. So it's, it's been a lot of fun and a big blessing for our family. The other good thing about having a pecan orchard is when you want to smoke meat, man, you've got pecan wood to do it with. Do. That stuff is really good. <laughs> and deer and turkeys and ducks and all kinds of wildlife love them. And I'm in. <laughs> well, Edward, being in the, uh, uh, the area that you're in, obviously during the off-season, uh, you know, hunting is a, a, a big thing in your area in Oklahoma. And are are you as big a hunting enthusiast as as Hank Parker and a lot of these other guys that we talked to? I I think I fish to hunt. I love it. I love to go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's 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 really the biggest thing I'm into is bow hunting. You know, for whitetails and and I've taken my son turkey hunting a few times and he really really likes it. We haven't ever killed one yet, but we sure enjoy calling at him and. 
it's uh, I, I just enjoy it. I just I, I think it's uh, something I want to pass on to my son and give him every opportunity of, of any interest he have. I want to try to be able to develop those. Ah, boy, that's great. That's really good stuff right there. Well, you know, this year the Bassmaster Classic, they came out into the West. They fished California Delta. They fished Lake Havasu. Uh, any thoughts about, uh, I know it's a long trip, but uh, our lake's out here in the West. What do you think about uh, the compounds we have here? you got some of the best. I've always said that the Delta would be the best lake in the country if you didn't have the tide. And let me explain myself when I say that. Those big fish are so conditioned to eat in that 10 or 15 minute window if i could have all those big fish on a lake where they could eat eight hours a day 10 hours a day any time of the day it'd be the best fishery in the country but they're, since they're so conditioned just during that tide you know i think i think uh, it limits how many of them you can actually catch you know especially when you get a lot of boats on the water so it's it's unbelievable how good that place is and then you throw in clear lake and all those giant spots you guys got, I, I, you guys have got a jewel out there with, with all that. Did you guys get a bunch of rain, you know, with all the El Nino and all the stuff we had? Is everything, you know, getting back to full, and are you guys in a lot better shape? Edwin, we had rain in Northern California, so that the, I mean, the Delta is getting water runoff from every place, but, but the Northern California lakes from Shasta down, have gotten a lot of water, and they've continued to get water. Now, in Southern California, we've gotten very little uh, from, uh, I would say, well, you can't really make it from San Francisco down. It would have to be uh, a little bit above about a third of the uh, the lower part of the state has been really dry. We've getting a little bit of rain now, but not much. And we need some water down here in the south end. But northern, where you were talking, the Delta Clear Lake and uh, – the arena up there, they are getting full. And it looks like most of this El Nino rain has actually gone into Texas, Louisiana, and even into Florida, like you're seeing right now. I mean, we, right. we are still right. below average when it comes to rain here in Southern California. Well, Edwin, I know you've been road hard and put away wet this last week. I mean, in trying to get a hold of you, you've been doing this television spot. You've been that do it television spot. You've been doing things for your sponsor. And and now you're, you're pre-fishing for the Elite Series, and you're taking time out to be with us on Ron Real Radio. Stan, Wendy, and I and our Southern California audience, I can't thank you enough for taking time to be with us because – I know time is of the essence for you right now. Hey, man, I always got time for you guys, and all you do for the sport, promote, promote the sport the way you do. So uh, you call me anytime, and, and we'll talk fishing. Uh, Edwin, thank you, you so to. much. Yeah, thank you. Hey, and Edwin, just guys. briefly, uh, some of the sponsors that help stand behind you and get you where you are now. I couldn't do it without Bass Pro and Nitro. You know, Optima Batteries I've been with for 16 years, and, and General Tire, you know, my – Megabass and Zoom, and uh, you know, just there's a I got a I got a I got a lot of them, and they're on my website, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of them. Yeah, I just couldn't do it without without all of them. So uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a joint effort. It was a we win is the way I look at it. Well, then before we let you go, why don't you give us your website, and then also give us the site we can go to to find out the pecan products that you offer because you, <laughs> you ship all over the country and probably all over the world. I would, you know, edwinevers.com is my fishing website, and then edwinevers.pecans.com is my uh, uh, my pecan website. And 
there's links there on my website to follow me on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'm, I'm really active in that. Um, have a lot of fun with the fans and interacting with them. So uh, log on to Facebook and you guys can keep up with me. Well, Edwin, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we all wish you good luck out here from the West Coast. We'll be following you. And I've got a feeling that, that before the next Bassmaster Classic, we'll probably have you on again. And, and can't appreciate you, spend, uh, you spending the time with us. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, that was Edwin Evers. He was the 2016 Geico Bassmaster Classic champion. Edwin is from it's uh, Tallala, Oklahoma. He was calling us from Jacksonville, Florida. So, you know, we were having a little uh, connection problem with him, so we wanted to thank Edwin very much for stopping in the middle of nowhere so that he could conduct the interview with us. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next... California Inshore Report with Captain James Nelson. We'll be back after these messages. Time for the spectacular 40th annual Fred Hall Show, March 17th through the 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, presented by Progressive. This is San Diego's biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. Celebrating the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation for 40 years. Hundreds of booths, acres of boats, over 200 seminars presented by Cousins Tackle, a giant kayak and stand-up paddleboard section, marine electronics, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, Savage Gear Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, Hobie Kayak Fishing Seminars, Costa's Sporting Chef Cafe, the San Diego Ford Dealers Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Archery, Target Shooting, Fly Fishing, Casting, and so much more. Kid Free, Kids Fish Free, Active Military Free. Join us and share in the 70-year legacy of the Fred Hall Shows as we celebrate the passion March 17th through the 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Presented by Progressive. Details at FredHall.com. It's a whale of a show. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My Angler H2O. I will scent my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. 
I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Stan Whitney and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. And now it's time for the Southern California Inshore Report with the fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. Captain James, you had a little bit of a, a vacation last week, but it's time to crack on to duty again. Welcome back to Ron Real Radio. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, you know, I'm sorry we missed you last week. We had a an all recorded show from the uh, the Fred Hall show in Long Beach, and uh, uh, but you're here again, and and I guess the question is. With this weather that's been coming through, whether it be the rain or the surge or whatever it is, what's been happening to our inshore and immediate offshore fishing? Well, you know, since I wasn't invited up to that big party up there at Fred Hall, <laughs> I guess I had to just stay and work. Some of us had to actually do work that week, so I worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that, that drudgery of a job that I got, take people out fishing, you know. <laughs> just terrible, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, Jim, you know, in all, in all honesty, a lot of people, you know, they think, man, glamorous being a professional guide. Well, when you've got two or three, uh, you know, charters in a row, and in between the charters, something breaks, and you've got, you know, uh, uh, five or six hours left to, to fix it, uh, that could be a little stressful. You know, that that's true, and especially when you're all out of duct tape and Harbor Freight's closed, and, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it it, it is uh, definitely fun, though, when the fish are biting like they are right now, John. And the only thing I think that we miss is the last few days, uh, we miss being able to get out there and get some of the some of those uh, rockfish. You know, it's, it's kind of, I think you and I talked about it the other day, it's kind of ironic, you know, that rockfish season finally opens back up, and then we get seven-foot swells with mixed three-footers and <laughs> small craft advisories, and we can't go out and get them. But... Uh-huh. Uh, that was the only thing missing. I mean, in the bay, though, that just got us really acquainted with the bay this week, and it's just been fantastic. And then it looks like next week we'll be out there, you know, hopefully being able to get out in the bigger water again now that it won't be so big this week. But it's been beautiful. It's just been uh, just really good fishing right now, especially in the bay. And even on the lakes, did did a couple lake trips, and that, those were fun. But, you know, you look at it right now, and... Uh, I, I'm, I, I kid you not. I just pick what you want to fish after and go after it. I mean, the bay bass are biting, the halibut, the sand sharks. We're getting leopard sharks again. We're getting big bats. We're getting bonefish. I mean, everything's happening. Well, Jim, let's talk a little bit about those monsters of the bay, you know, because you get a lot of people, you know, obviously we like going out after bass and halibut and sculpin and, and calicos and and a lot of that type, but there's 
a whole big group of people that like to go after the monsters of the bay. And we're talking about the big bat rays and the big leopard shark and sharks. And I've noticed that in the past few days in your postings, uh, you've seen to increase your catch rate of these fish. And tell me, are we getting to that time of the year where catching the big monsters of the bay is maybe a little easier? It is, John, and uh, there's a couple factors that, that play into that. I mean, first of all, it in my business, if you see somebody uh, posing with a fish, most of the time it's a fish that they wanted to catch, whether it's a fish that's popular or glamorous or not. It's So a lot of times if we're after something and, you know, somebody says, well, why are you after that fish when all these other guys are biting? I'm like, well, that's what the customer wanted. So a lot of times when you see me out there, uh, we're targeting a, a species that the customer wants, and that's how I've learned to do this business, um, and that's how I learned how to get into some of these bay monsters that, growing up, we would catch them as a bycatch, and, you know, they're fun, but it's nothing that we ne- necessarily left the dock thinking we were going to catch. But now, that's part of my business. That's part of what I have to do. If the customer says, hey, is there any chance to catch this species or that species? Well, there's a chance, but we've really got to work at it sometimes, and Lately, we've been putting in the work, and now is the time for all the, all the folks out there that have been kind of fair weather or maybe even trying over the last month and a half and can't seem to find a leopard shark or a big bat ray. Now's the time, and, and the main reason being is because the same reason that guys are hitting the lake so heavily right now for bass, and it's just it's spawning season is what it is. Well, you know, Jim, let me ask you a question on the We've had... Actually, we had record swells coming down through California here the Monday after the Fred Hall show in Long Beach. There, they had it started out in thirty to forty foot swells in Northern California, and coming down it was on the maps. It was black against the coast of California. I have never seen that before in my lifetime that I can remember. Of course, I never saw those maps until a little later on. But <laughs> how does the big swell affect your fishing in the bay? Does it does it make a difference when that big waves? are breaking and, uh, and it pushes the water in? Well, yeah, it does stand, but in a way it doesn't affect us in a, in a visual way because, you know, knowing how San Diego Bay is is built, uh, you got to remember we've got a 500-foot seawall there we call Point Loma. So with the way the swells come in, we never even really feel them in part, most parts of the bay. That, uh, But, yeah, it does surge a lot of water, and a lot of that water coming in is, is still pretty warm. So it's pushing in warm water, and these fish are able to use that as kind of a, a conveyor or trolley system, and they just get in that water just like birds would use a jet stream to fly far when they fly south for the winter, so to speak. That's what these fish are doing. And so it's surging in a lot of these uh, fish that have been holding off, waiting for that right moment to start traveling in the bay to spawn. When it comes to uh, the rays and the, and the leopard sharks alike, they're built very similar to salmon in that they return to spawn where they were born. So really? The fish, yep, absolutely. So the fish that were a couple of years ago that we got in San Diego Bay that were hatched, you know, or they're live young, but anyway, they were born there. Well, now they're, they've been living out maybe in the ocean, maybe even La Jolla or Cardiff or out there, and they're surging back into the bay to, to do their spawn thing. So it, that's why you're going to see an increase of numbers happen. Well, Captain James, uh, it seems like uh, today being the first day of daylight savings time, we're going to be gaining a lot more light as we get later and later into the evening. We gain about, oh, a minute or so 
on the uh, uh, the evening in between now and in the, and the uh, end of January. If people want to give you a call and book, and especially a half day, do something in the afternoon where you've got a little more light time, or book a full day for it with you, how's the best way to go about doing it? Well, you can always reach me on the website, thefishicon.com, or you can give me a call, 619-395-0799. Okay, and how's the schedule looking right now, uh, Jim? Uh, where can people go to see what your schedule is and see if your schedule fits in with theirs? There's actually a calendar link right on the homepage on the left menu bar. It says calendar, and uh, just Press that, and it'll show you. I keep it pretty well up to date. I think I've got a. I just booked a trip for Wednesday, right before the show started. So I've got to go in and update that. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty up to date, and uh, and it shows you all the days that are marked that I'm booked. And and I'll tell you, John, it's just been a really a really good season already. We're get really booking a lot of trips and um, booking trips out into April already, and so it's it's getting pretty fun. It's going to be a great I mean, it's only going to get better from here on out. I mean, it just seems like we've got right now it's either raining or sunny. So (laughs) while it's sunny, get out there, enjoy those fish. And if it rains a little bit, take your slickers. It's not that bad of a rain. Get out there and go get some fish. And it's just been really good. All right. Well, Captain James Selsa, thefishicon.com, thanks a lot for being with us now. Next Sunday night, we're going to have a pre-recorded uh, show from uh, a lot more of the interviews that we've done, Stan, Wendy, and I, at the Fred Hall Show. So we'll be talking to you hopefully in two weeks with another Southern California Show report. Thanks a lot for being with us. Oh, you bet, John. Thank you. And, hey, congratulations, Stan, on your win I noticed you had recently. Uh, thank you, my friend. It was, it, 20, 28.75 was a good weight. Ed, Edwin Evers beat that. And in his tournament, so it was just okay for me. (laughs) Hey, Captain James, thanks a lot. He went a lot of money for that weight. I didn't. I did okay. (laughs) Hey guys, we've got another guest waiting for us. Uh, He is from One Cool Tuna. A lot of them know him. Know you know him as Jeff. And uh, I've got to tell you, Jeff came up with a, a new series of One Cool Tuna jigs. But his newest innovation that he's come out with is the Z-Bar. And when we were in Fred Hall, man, did that catch the show by storm. And One Cool Tuna is with us to tell us about what new things he's going to launch at the upcoming Fred Hall show in Del Mar. One Cool Tuna, how you doing tonight? Hey, how you doing? How's John? How's Stan? How you doing, doing, Jeff? Hey, we are doing well. Hey, tell us a little bit about what the Z-Bar is and what you're going to have at the Del Mar show that uh, wasn't in Long Beach. Well, we've got the, uh, the Z-Bar is the latest addition. Uh, it's a surface iron jig, and it is 100% CNC machined, meaning that it's not cast. So there's no hand finish to it. They're all exactly the same. 100%. Z-Bar stands for zero difference. Um, they all swim exactly the same. So there's no more search in the wall to find the right one that, that, that's going to swim for you the, the way you think it should. Uh, and what we're going to do at Del Mar is we've got the, the mint green. Uh, just got it back from, uh, from production, and uh, we'll have some of those available. 
for uh, for the fishermen to buy. You know, Jeff, what makes the Z bar so special? What have you put into that that makes it different than any other surface iron that's on the market right now? Um, two years of work okay. <laughs> went into it. That's uh, a good start. It was swim right, um, but it's the CNC machining of it. It's uh, there. Most of your tradition, all of your traditional jigs, your irons, your surface irons, or your yo-yos are what they call casted, and it's poured with uh, molten metal, and then there's a certain amount of handwork that goes into it afterwards to get all the imperfections cleaned up. And in that handwork, it makes the jigs inconsistent. So when uh, when a fisherman's going into the shop and trying to find the right jig, he's looking for the perfect jig. Um, with the Z-Bar, we build the perfect jig into it. There is no difference. There's no hand finishing. There's no imperfections. It's perfect. Now, if I understand it right, the Z-Bar is actually uh, built on the action of a number of other jigs that have been successful in the market, and you've kind of put all of their 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 good characteristics together in this, this one jig. Yeah, the, um, the, the design team that we worked on, we took three of our our very best jigs that all swam perfect for us, and we Frankensteined them together and then fine-tuned it to be able to produce it and manufacture it in, in a consistent basis that uh, will make it swim perfect every time. So it's just, it, it took two years to get it right, but uh, I think we found the best of everything and were able to put it together into one, one solid jig. And the one cool tuna jigs that uh, we'll have at the show, they'll be in the uh, Ron Real Radio booth. They're also finished in a in a special manner, too. Just quickly tell us about that. Uh, yeah, the regular uh, OCT jigs, uh, I call them OCT One Cool Tuna, um, they're powder-coated, and then they're dipped in a special process, and then a clear coat on them, and that's pretty much indestructible. The, the coating's not going to come off. With your traditional jigs that are just like hand painted, uh, the the paint comes off of it after a couple of times, a couple of fishing trips, or a couple of bites. Uh, the OCT jigs uh, are durable. It's pretty much bulletproof. Uh, you can bang them on the deck, bang them on the bottom, get bit all you want, and uh, the coating uh, is not going to come off of them. And the powder coat on them keeps them really protected well. Right. So. Uh... One cool tuna. Where can people go besides the Fred Hall show? Because unfortunately, not everyone's going to be able to make it. There'll probably be three or four people that have something else to do. But where can they go to see your new line of jigs? Just in the if they can't get to one of the dealers or the Fred Hall show to see them. Uh, the website is one cool tuna. O n e cool tuna dot com. Uh, Angler's Arsenal carries it as well as some of the other stores here in San Diego. Uh, we're just starting to uh, to get stores, retail stores set up. But if they go to the website, they can find a list of retailers or they can take a look at them and see see the jigs online there. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I think when you were at the Fred Hall show, uh, Doug from Fisherman's Landing, he saw them and he goes, I've got to have them. And you're uh, getting them over there too. Yeah, he got he got the first shipment of the, of the mint green uh, the, just this morning, in fact. So, All right. Uh, He's well, got one cool tuna. We'll have, 
We'll have some at the Fred Hall Show. All right. One Cool Tuna, thank you for being with us to explain to us the uh, uh, One Cool Tuna jig and the Z-Bar. We look forward to seeing you at Del Mar, and thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you all down there at Fred Hall. All right. Hey, that's it for the first hour of Rod and Reel Radio, but don't worry about it. Coming up in the second hour, Phil Friedman's going to be with us, and also ending off the hour is going to be the organizer of the Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience, Mr. Bart Hall. So there's a lot more show to come. Stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that fakey fluorescent pink bait or drag my hula popper through the mud. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed stumps, rocks, and submerged station wagons. And outsmart the ravenous river otter. I will save water by taking shorter showers for higher lakes. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm back to tell you about the Fred Hall Show, March 17th to 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Who could have known that when my father started his first show in San Diego 40 years ago, that it would turn into San Diego's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. We are proud of the fact that when you attend a Fred Hall Show, we will entertain you all day with hundreds of booths, acres of boats, over 200 seminars, and dozens of family fun activities. And when it's all over, you'll want to come back the next day to see what you missed. We invite you to come and join us and share in the 70-year legacy of the Fred Hall Shows as we celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and the pure joy of outdoor recreation. Kids free, kids fish free, active military free. 
Join the Coastal Conservation Association of California and get in free. Check us out at fredhall.com. The Fred Hall Show, March 17th to 20th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Presented by Progressive. It's a whale of a show. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT, to the Tour Mag, to the brand new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Southern California, Stan, Wendy, and I, we welcome you back to our Rod Real Radio. We also want to thank Edwin Evers for being with us uh, all the way back from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, different time zone for sure, three hours ahead of us. He's been pre-fishing for the Elite Tournament there. We also want to thank our next guest for giving up some of his time and scheduling his schedule to be with us. He is the voice of Phil Friedman Outdoors. His segment is called What the Heck is Phil Thinking? And here he is with us right now, Mr. Phil Friedman. Phil, welcome to Ron Real Radio. John, pleasure to be with you. Wendy, Stan, and all the listeners out there, a good Sunday to everybody. Oh, man. Isn't it great? You're probably sitting there right now biting at the bit to go back out there and go surf fishing because we're burning daylight. I know. Absolutely right. I would be, but it is a little breezy down here and a little white cappy. We've got a little weather, John, and it's not exactly optimum conditions out front here this evening, but uh, you're right. Any other time, I love this extra sunlight because I get to do your show and then run out the front door normally and start throwing a lucky craft or a crocodile and trying to pick off a half of it before, before the sunset. Well, you know, Phil, when we were at Long Beach, uh, we were uh, talking with uh, a lot of the uh, the captains there, and and last weekend they were canceling a lot of trips because of the weather was coming through, and then, sure enough, it seemed like it happened. A lot of them were saying, hey, guys, it's going to be pretty rough out there, and, uh, you know, if you want to rebook, go ahead and do it. So what information do you have that uh, from the guys that were able to get out there and go fishing this week? Well, John, one thing is for sure, and we've seen this over the last year and year and a half or so, the resilience of these bites. You know, in a normal year, take the El Nino out of the equation, you get a blow like we just had recently or we're having right now, and you can just write the bite off for two, three, four days. Sometimes write it off entirely if you get a really severe drop in water temperature and you get mixing and the water gets dirtied up. But, man, I'll tell you, during this last year, including here again right now, these fish come right back and they bite. I don't care if it's gale force winds. It just doesn't seem to matter. And we certainly saw that at Catalina Island here recently. Just after a blow, Mike Brendethal, a private boater, went to the west end of Catalina Island, and he called me. He had a nice big yellow on the boat. He said he saw a lot of other fish, couldn't get back on them again. And then the next day... Boats over at Catalina Island caught fish. Today was really not the best of conditions. It was rolly. It was kind of windy, and it really kicked up here in the afternoon. But you take a look over there, the Sport King today, 17 yellows at Catalina Island. Bruce said he hooked probably 
30 fish to get those fish on board for his 56 anglers. And the pursuit was up in double digits today also. So pretty darn good considering we're dealing with less than optimum conditions. Now, at San Clemente Island, we, we may have had some of that effect, that, uh, that detrimental effect to the wind. The Thunderbird was there today and didn't catch any yellowtail. But he lost an hour due to the time change, and he didn't look as hard as he would have wanted to for the yellows and the bonita and the surface action because he wanted to put a dent in everybody's sack. And both at Catalina and Clemente, they were able to do that with whitefish and sheepshead and some great bottom fishing in both those areas. So the resilience just continues. It's amazing to see that continuing on. Now, yesterday um, I was sitting around here and I was typing some stuff and doing some research, and my buddy Dave Dodge called me and said, hey, what are you doing right now? And I said, well, I'm kind of working, but well, what's up? He goes, come on, let's go catfishing. And, and I don't go freshwater fishing that much, uh, mostly saltwater. But Dave took me over to Miles Square Park where they had a kids' fishing derby, Anglers Chronicles, Team 57, the Department of Fish and Wildlife put on a big affair there, and Dave was there and saw the fish were biting. So, John, when I go fishing nowadays, I used to be highly, highly, highly competitive. When I was a kid, whatever the average was on a sport boat, if you weren't catching three times that, you were really screwing up bad. So if there were 20 guys on the boat and there was 20 yellowtail, you better have three yellows in your sack or you were really screwing up. In my old age, I'm not as competitive. I go to get away from it. But Dave Dodge, man, I'll tell you, he just observes and watches. So we get there, you know, I chuck my catfish bait out there, a piece of shrimp. Dave does the same. And there's a young man named Brandon who makes this really long cast, and he tells us that he had tons of fish all day long. And he makes his long cast, catches a nice, big, beautiful cat, and then he has to go. And Dave surmises from that after we sat there for another 20 minutes with nothing going on. That kid was making this long cast. I'll bet there's a drop-off. So Dave puts on some more sinker, makes a long cast, and that's all she wrote. Man, it was wide open from then on. We were handing off to kids, shot a little video of the experience, and it was really, really a lot of fun. Um, something that is going on in social media right now, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a sea lion petition going on where you're going to sign this petition, and uh, then supposedly they're gonna, if they get enough signatures, they're going to take them off the endangered list. That is going through uh, a website by moveon.org, a very liberal organization, an organization that I find it hard to believe would be uh, alienating their base. Their base is totally opposed to this kind of thing. And when you do sign up to this thing, you're going to start getting emails from moveon.org right after that. Uh, I know Sean Morgan, Captain Sean Morgan, he said that he got him. He feels like it was a mistake. Dave Dodge said to be very, very careful. Good lawyer. Mike Conroy said to be careful. And Don Ashley looked at the comments that some of the anglers were making, just these comments about, you know, how they want to shoot up the sea lines and everything. And he said that the other side is going to have an absolute field day with this. So I'd be very careful. I could be wrong. It just seems really fishy to me that they would be sponsoring this. Fred Hall Show, Bart's going to be on in just a little bit. And, John, i got to thank you. You came over and hung out with us during our Spanish broadcast. You saw me get my face shoved in a cake, and uh, we really had a lot of fun. We had a lot of our Spanish fans over there, Spanish-speaking fans, and that was a lot of fun. And we're going to do the same thing down there in Del Mar. It's going to be a lot of fun. We started something, uh, a kid's coloring corner, where they get to color in a calico bath, and that went over so big we're going to do it again. We'll have a night knot tying little section. We'll also 
be uh, doing another raffle to help our Veterans Day trip when we take the U.S. Marines out of Camp Pendleton out on a day's fishing. So really looking forward to the Del Mar show. I love that show, and I know Bart's going to talk a lot more eloquently than I can about it, but really looking forward to it. And really, we've really started to invite not only the people that speak Spanish around San Diego, but we've asked people to cross the border. We have a lot of listeners over on the other side of the border like you, John, and we've asked them to cross and come on over and see us at the Del Mar show. We've been talking that up, so really happy about that. May 7th. We've got a great surf fishing tournament up here at Big Fish Bait and Tackle in the beautiful city of Seal Beach. It's going to be a lot of fun. 20 bucks to get in. You get a Lucky Craft lure, some hooks and sinkers, a measuring device. So you break even right off the bat and tons of great prizes. You can get more information or you can sign up online by going to pforadio.com and clicking on the store. So, John, a lot of crazy stuff going on considering that I'm looking out the window right now, and it's, uh, it's not real nice out there. I mean, uh, if uh, you know my wife were listening in Costa Rica, she might double my life insurance and say, go on out there and catch a bar first. Have some fun. <laughs> yeah, really. Kind of out there to me. Hey, uh, Stan, Wendy, and even you, Phil, you know, at the, um, the Fred Hall Show, you know, a lot of buzzes about a lot of things, but one thing in particular, you know, there was a lot of talk because the week before the show, bluefin tuna was caught. And then there was a lot more buzz about bluefin tuna. And then Stan, Wendy, or Phil, you want to chime in uh, if you heard anything? I haven't heard much. I was fishing a tournament here. I got to, had to get ready ready for that. So the the bluefin. Although I did hear uh, one of the guys, Matt uh, Newman from Irod, went out with Evan Evan uh, Salvi, who's got his little charter boat going uh, out of San Pedro area there, and they went out to. The one of the outside areas there, and they were targeting that bluefin, uh, where they it's been kind of off the charts out there. You know, someplace out there they're catching bigger fish that hundred to uh, hundred plus pound bluefin. Right. And um, they said they Matt said he hooked one that was on sixty pound that he didn't land; it broke him off. So. Yeah, you know that I told him you never take a BB gun on a bear hunt. <laughs> always, always, you know, if you're going to fish for that bigger fish, especially, you know, get I would say go with a hundred pound. And if you get, you know, if you're going to get bit, you, you want to get a chance to land them. So, sixty pounds a little light on that. Eighty pound is kind of even iffy, depending on what you're fishing, uh, your rig that you're fishing, the real rod and reel combination. Long-range fishermen that go out and fish for that bigger fish all the time are pretty much prepared for it, but a lot of the people go out there undergunned. So if you're going to go, take your best shot at that stuff. I think they were out in the Farnsworth. Um, There was a little little spot out there someplace, and I'm not exactly sure where they were going to, but there's uh, fishermen that are going out there and suffering through the weather. And uh, it was in between the storms, so they had a shot at them. At least they stuck one, and they got it on iron, about, oddly enough, because they couldn't get bait. Well, Mackerel will work if you can get it. That's about all I know. How about Wendy? Wendy, did you have any update or any uh, rumblings that you heard? Actually, no. I've been away. went to Refugio to camp out this weekend, and uh, so I haven't heard anything. I had a chance to talk to a few of the skippers. Uh, Captain Chris Randall, he'd been running up and down the coast. Coming on back from Colinette, he ran into two areas where he was able to paint 
Bluefin, and I go, you know, Chris, you know, I'm I'm not familiar with looking at electronics. How can you tell Bluefin from Yellowtail, from Yellowfin, uh, from all the schmaltz that's down there? And he says the Bluefin have larger air bladders, and when they get them on the electronics, they look much, much more different than Yellowtail or anything else. Chris said he had two spots of them coming on back from Colinette. They chased some of them, couldn't get them to bite. Also talked to uh, uh, Captain Chuck Taft, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. He says that they, they have talked to some of the people that have, uh, uh, you know, painted them again and seen them breaking around the 43. Uh, so they're there, but they haven't been able to hook them up. And, and Phil, do you have anything else to add to that? No, I've heard a lot of that same. And, you know, John, it's water temperature. Those bluefin, when you get to 67 and a half degree water, that's the mechanism that gets them to feed. And you get above that, they even turn on a little bit more. So the fact that they're seeing them and they're around is great news. And we get a little more water temp and a bump up in that. And it's going to be game on. Here we are still in wintertime. You have to keep that in mind that we are still in the dead of winter and not coming out of it for another couple of weeks and we'll hit spring. But it looks like we're going to be off to the races early again. Seeing that fish is certainly a great sign. And I think with a little more water temp, you're going to see that pop and really start to chew. You know, Phil, it was great coming by the Phil Friedman Outdoor booth at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show. All the kids that were showing up to uh, uh, color the calico bass, uh, you know, uh, pages that you had. And then you guys did a great thing. You uh, made an animation out of all of the uh, pages that had been submitted to you. And with all the different patterns and anything like that, that was really outstanding. And I got to thank you for, you know, at this time when we're we're talking about big fish tackle and doing this and long range trips and everything like that, you uh, dedicate a big percentage of your booth to the kids so that they've got something to do there. I'm going to presume that's something you're going to be doing at Del Mar too. Absolutely, that was such a big hit, John. You're so right. And I got to, you know, Joaquin Espinosa, my co-host on our Spanish language radio show, Aventuras al Aire Libre. Joaquin came up with that idea, and then he put together that collage that you are talking about. Happy birthday, Joaquin. It's Joaquin's birthday today. He's down south celebrating. But, uh, yeah, he came up with that. He's a talented guy. He's not only my co-host over on our Spanish language show. He's highly involved in everything because he is such a dear friend and so darn talented. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do it again. It was just such a hit, John. And i got to thank you also. You have donated a really beautiful reel to us that we're going to give away at the Del Mar Fishing Show, and that will be to raise funds for our Veterans Day trip. Every year on Veterans Day, we get the Oceanside 95. We fill it up with Marines and their kids from Camp Pendleton, Marines like Joe Patino down there, and Bradley Gill, who caught his big yellowtail. He gets one every year, it seems like. Brad's all over it. So, John, you're helping us to get those brave men and women that we honor and love so much, and they put their lives on the line for us, we're going to be able to do that thanks to you. But, yeah, kids, no question about it. And who knows, you know, if uh, if you're lucky, you can come by and see my face get shoved in another cake. I, I <laughs> All right. Hey, Phil, to keep up with you, your blogs, the uh, Phil Friedman Outdoors, how's the best way to go about doing it? Thank you, John. You know, the best way is to go to Facebook, PFO, or in Spanish, Aventuras al Aire Libre. Or you can go to www.aventurasaladerilibre.com, everybody who speaks Spanish, or www.pforadio.com. And that will certainly get you in touch with 
all the very, very latest, John. All right, Phil. Hey, we look forward to seeing you at the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar. Thanks for taking some of your Sunday off to be with us. Thank you so very much. Thanks to all the listeners, and see you at the Del Mar Show. All right. Hey, coming up next is an individual that is not letting any moss grow on his north side. He's the producer of the Fred Hall Shows, the ultimate outdoor experience. We're going to catch up with him and find out what visitors to the Del Mar Show can expect to see starting Thursday, the 17th. Bart Hall is going to be with us. Stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I, they want to, we want to tell you there's a lot more to come. We'll be back after these messages. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. 
Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Just a couple of announcements to make here. Ron Real Radio is now available as a podcast that you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitchers, or your favorite podcasting app. Just search for Ron Real Radio and subscribe. Now you can get notified when new episodes are available, download past shows, or listen to Ron Real Radio anytime you want. If you don't want to go to an app, you can always go to ronrealradio.com. Go to the archives page, and all the shows for the past five years are available there. And one more note from John Campbell, director of the 2016 International Yelltail Derby. First of all, we want to congratulate uh, Kira Church. She is the 2016 Miss Yellowtail Derby, and we want to remind our listeners that you can still enter the Yellowtail Derby and get the early bird discount. If you go to yellowtailderby.com, the early bird discount will be available till March 31st. So go on and get your entry in and fish the International Yellowtail Derby this year. Well, Stan and Wendy, man, it's almost it's our favorite time of the year. The 2016 Fred Hall Show at Del Mar is now upon us. And who better to tell us about what's happening over there is the organizer of the show himself, Mr. Bart Hall. Bart, welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you. How's everybody? All is well. Hey, we are, we are doing well. I, You know, Bart, before we, we talk about uh, uh, Fred Hall and Del Mar on... Jeez, on behalf of all of us, we've got to thank you for putting on one heck of a show in Long Beach. What what a program that was this year. Yeah, it was pretty special. You know, I, I think they're all special. They all mean a lot to me because our family name is on it. But uh, I think this one was <clears throat> really um, exceeded even my expectations. And the, uh, the enthusiasm and uh, everything was unbelievable. You know, I don't sell anything. And, all I do is promote sport fishing, and I, I walk that show most days out there on the floor, and I think people were having a really good time, and a lot of anglers uh, came back who had been away for a while, and a lot of new anglers were created this year, and they all shared in the excitement, and um, I was very, very pleased with that show and, uh, and what it did for the, uh, for the community and for the industry. You know, the thing I was, one of the things I was marveling at, it was Saturday we were all getting ready for the uh, 10 o'clock opening. There was a line going around the building and out through Long Beach and God only knows where else. Everyone's getting their booths together. And before the show even starts, literally the thousands of people that are already inside that arena preparing their booths and their demonstrations and the seminars and everything that they had to display for the public that was willing to come in. I mean, Bart putting that together is uh, an organizing marvel. Can you, can you tell us and can we publicly thank some of the people that you work with that helped put this all together? Well, <clears throat> Mike Lum is the primary architect of the organization of everything. Uh, I'm, I'm marketing and sales, and, and Tim uh, Baker uh, helps both of us on, on those things. And, of course, Katie and Ginny, my wife, uh, uh, run a lot of the, 
uh, of the um, uh, stuff that needs to be done that I have no idea what's going on. So by the time I get there, you know, I'm do- I'm doing marketing, I'm doing this, I've done sales, and then the running of the shows is is really done by other people. Uh, <clears throat> as we go into Del Mar this week, my job is pretty much done once I get through with the TV shows on Friday morning, and that's why I enjoy this show because then I get to just sit back and relax because I can't really do anything until next season. <laughs> but Mike, Mike Lemon, Tim Baker, and Katie Hall and Judy Hall are the ones behind the scenes making it all happen. Well, you know, I, and we don't want people to think, okay, well, the Long Beach show is behind us, was a great success. Uh, Del Mar is coming along, and, eh, you know, it's going to lose a little something along the way. But you guys work hard to ensure that that's absolutely not the case. No, I, I know that a lot of people uh, out there have not been to the Del Mar show. <clears throat> I know that from the surveys I do and the, uh, the, the spot checks that I make. And, and they're missing something because the Del Mar show is very, very special. It's not Long Beach, but then nothing in the world is Long Beach. So if you compare all shows to Long Beach, you're going to go, well, they're not Long Beach. Any show in the world is not Long Beach. But the Del Mar show is very special. This is its 40th year. And it sold out this year before the Long Beach show sold out. Oh, no uh, it's going to be fi- filled with booths, acres of boats, hundreds of seminars. Uh, we've got Paul Hebert from Wicked Tuna coming down. is going to be here every day. We've got uh, the Paul Budgeon Lumberjack show that we did not have in Long Beach down here. I know that many of the retailers saved a whole bunch of merchandise that they didn't put out at Long Beach that they could have sold at Long Beach, but they saved it for Del Mar so that the, the local audiences down here have the same access to the same great deals that they had in Long Beach. So this is going to be a great show. It's going to be uh, four days of nonstop entertainment, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. I'm very excited. I'm still a little under the weather. I'm going to tell I'm coughing, but Tim is too. Tim has pneumonia. <laughs> well, you know, I, had, I got that same thing. I called it kennel cough after the Fred Hall show I, in Long Beach. <clears throat> I, I got kennel cough, and... From standing on the cement, just like the dogs would. <laughs> so I've been hacking and coughing ever since. Well, I went, I've had it for a month, and I just went back to the doctor again this morning and got more medicine. So it's really kicking our butts. But you know, we work, you know, twelve to sixteen hour days, seven days a week for about three months, and it takes its toll after a while. Oh yeah, it you does. Know, you know, Bart. One of the things, though, is that people think that okay, Sunday comes along, the Fred Hall Delmar show is over and it's time for you know Mike and and Bart to relax and, and take it easy but that is the case because in past years we found out that you start working on next year's show almost the day after the show in uh, San Diego is over I've been working on 217 for 6 months and I'm already by this time this show's over I'll be working on 218 <laughs> I mean they're just too big you can't uh... You can't do it. And now, and now that we've purchased the Central Valley Sportsman Show, next year we'll be doing three shows. We'll do Long Beach, then we'll go to the Central Valley, and then we'll come down to San Diego. So it just means more work. We have to start earlier. Uh, there, there are no uh, days off. I mean, we will take days off. We'll go back to a regular schedule of, of working most days and taking weekends off. Uh, but the, the, even that, you know, we, we start, I, the crowd the opener is at the Sierras at the last weekend in April. i got to be there. I'm giving away two trophies, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. So uh, we never stop. I mean, we're in the business of promoting sport fishing and hunting and outdoor recreation. And um, 
quite frankly, we don't want to take time off. We love this. We love what we do. We love the shows that we produce, and we hope people like them, too, because we really care. Our, our motto this year is celebrate the passion. All of us that work in these shows have the passion. We hope we've communicated it to, to the, everybody out there, and we hope that they come and celebrate the passion with us, because that's, that's what this is all about. It's, it's not just a business. It's a lifestyle for all of us. You know, Bart, tell us a little bit about that uh, Central California show because uh, uh, maybe a little bit different audience up there. What, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> I don't mean that well, my, facetiously. My, 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 wife, my, my wife says, oh, good, I'll get a ch- have a chance to wear my cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking, though, when, when taking on uh, doing that show? I mean, uh, how might that be different uh, than what you know. guys are doing? I don't know. You know. I've known Mike Hatcher for a long time. It's his show. He's had it for 39 years. He comes down to Long Beach every year, and he comes to Del Mar once in a while. And um, he's retiring. So um, that was, it just made sense for us to help him uh, go into retirement gracefully and to, uh, to, to move on up there and take it over. And, and uh, a, lot of our, a lot of the same customers that do uh, Long Beach and Del Mar do that show as well. Uh, we're going to make a few changes. We're going to expand it a little bit. It's actually, I'm very excited about the opportunity. Uh, right now, I being sick and overworked, I, I'm thinking, how the heck are we going to get this done? But we will. You know, we'll, we'll budget our time, but we'll get it done. And we're, we're dealing with the same customer base, so it, it won't be as crazy as it might seem at first. Wow. Now, 40 years uh, uh, here in Del Mar, uh, you know, uh, you've seen some changes in that. What do you think some of the biggest changes have been in the show, Bart? Well... You know, when we, John, when we started this thing, we were in one building back when Gary Marshall was the ranger dealer and he had all his boats down here. And we had, we had boats and booths in the one hall, the one exhibit hall. That was it. And then, then we decided that we'd put a tent up where the permanent tent is now. We put up a little tiny tent and then, then we decided we'd, maybe we could fill up the Bing Crosby building. So we filled up about half of it, and we put a canopy between the two and put booths in there. And then the next year, we filled up three-quarters of it and then all of it. And then we said, well, let's try the O'Brien building. And we did that. And at one point, before the recession hit, we were using uh, two more uh, buildings. We were using six buildings. After the recession hit and the boat dealers all went away, there, there wasn't enough to fill that. But we, we filled four buildings here. We're the largest event other than the fair at the fairgrounds. We really do have acres of boats, and we got every kind of boat imaginable. We've got cruisers, we got deck boats, we've got uh, tow boats, we've got fishing boats, we've got every kind of boat that we use out here in California. We got uh, we, we have over 200 seminars with the Savage Gear Bass Tank, the Accurate Saltwater Tank, uh, the um, uh, Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Tree Trout Pond, the Hobie Kayak Seminar Room, the Mammoth Lakes uh, uh, Seminar Area. Uh, the Cousins main stage, where we're going to bring back our fashion show down here, and, uh, and Paul Hebert from Wicatuna. And uh, it's just going to be, uh, it, it's getting to the point now at Delmar where we used to say, well, you can't see Long Beach today, but you can see Delmar today. Well, you, you really can't. I mean, if you really want to visit with all of the lodges and you want to go to the key seminars, you better come on Saturday because it's going to take you all day to do it. So. Hey, Bart, can we uh, give you just a couple of minutes to, to get your voice back? we got to take a break right now, but can I ask sure. you to stay for a couple more minutes after the next segment? Oh, of course. All right. Hey, 
Stan, Wendy, and I, you are listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM540 or at rodandrealradio.com. We will be back with Bart Hall, producer of the Fred Hall shows, both in Long Beach, San Diego, and now in the Central Valley. Stay tuned. More to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth, moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. My angler H2Oth. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically celebrate talk like a pirate day. Aye. I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. It's tuna time, and it's time to reserve your spot on one of the newest boats in the fleet, the 70-foot Sea Adventure 2 at H&M Landing in San Diego. It has a roomy, comfortable galley that seats up to 24 passengers with all the comforts of home, including two big satellite flat-screen TVs and satellite phone. The huge new bait tank and slammer ensure plenty of bait for everyone, and two four-ton refrigerated fish holds, both RSW and blast-free, have plenty of room to keep your catch as fresh as the minute you caught it. Reserve your spot on the Sea Adventure or two online at hmlanding.com or call H&M Landing at 619-222-1144. Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshahar, and myself, Hopalong John Cassidy, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. And with us is Bart Hall, producer of the Fred Hall shows, both in Long Beach, San Diego, and soon to be in the Central Valley. Bart, thank you again for being with us. Well, thanks for having me, John. I, re- I enjoy it. Uh, well, we we enjoy the shows, both as exhibitors, participants, and even spectators, because I've got to tell you, when I come to a Fred Hall show, whether it be in Long Beach or Del Mar, we get a chance to hop out of the booth, and we are just in awe of everything that you, Mike Lum, and your staff have, have put together to, to bring this uh, you know, to San Diego. See, you are. You're celebrating the passion. There you go. 
You're passionate oh. about fishing, and you're out there celebrating. That's the idea. You know, Bart, but over the years, there's more to the Fred Hall shows than just buying fishing tackle. And uh, uh, obviously, the seminars are great. It's a great family experience with, you know, the, the fish pond and the lumberjack and the duck races and the dog jumpings and everything else like that. One of the things, unfortunately, it seems like we've come up to is defending the sport the way we'd like to see it. And Fred Hall Shows has really stepped out and helped a lot of organizations in doing just that. And talk a little bit about what we're doing with regards to philanthropy and supporting sports fishing here in Southern California. Well, of course, uh, the, the Coastal Conservation Association began in Texas about 30 years ago. <clears throat> they have 40,000 members in Texas. They've got uh, well over 100,000 across the country, and we've just started here with two chapters. In, in Texas, when they have their fundraiser, they raise over a million dollars. And fishermen in Texas beat the, um, the preservationists. You know, they beat them every time because they organized, they got money. That's what we're trying to do here. And I am so disappointed, really, in, in California fishermen who don't see the danger and who who will buy, go out and buy an expensive rod and reel, but won't join an organization like um, uh, Coastal Conservation Association of California. Uh, it, you need to do some research. You need to look at it. But if we don't band together, this is a, this is a grassroots organization run by members, and if we don't get together, we are going to lose more fishing ground than we have now. Our grandchildren will not be fishing in the ocean, and it's, um, it's a very serious thing. Then. And so that's why we're saying... Join the join CCA of California. Get in free. You'll get all kinds of prizes. You'll you're gonna you have the possibility to win thirty five hundred dollars worth of prizes. So there's that, and of course there's Friends of Rollo. We want to support Friends of Rollo because they take kids fishing. You know, you go on a party boat. You you don't see any very often. You don't see kids hanging around. You go out to the trout pond. You go to the Fred Hall show. You see kids everywhere. And when you go on a Friends of Rollo trip, it's full of kids. So. You know, we, we need to do two things. We need to support the political organizations that can fight the extremists, and we need to make sure that our children and grandchildren love fishing as much as we do. You know, I think, part we need to actually kind of target the freshwater guys and the bass fishing world to get the information out because they're involved with supporting the sport but not on the on the same schedule that we are down here, especially since, you know, we lost the big – fight here and and it and they've shut off a lot of the coastal areas for the fishing and we have more of that but a lot of the inland fishermen don't understand that and that needs to be well, they're next. brought out <laughs> they're they're next they're and, next well yeah but that's where the that's where we're lacking yeah. it, it we didn't have that support from that the freshwater end and you know everybody that's looking at the ocean there's a few a few there but 99 percent of the people behind you are in inland and fish the freshwater, they don't realize that it's coming. So that's the yeah, group this, this that we need a, to kind of yeah. wake up and smell the roses, guys, and get them involved with, with support because everybody got burned the first time, and I think everybody's a little bit hesitant to rejoin. I really have heard from several different people, what are these guys? Are, are they worthwhile? And, yes, they are. And well, they're, they're a national organization. they got over 100,000 Husband members, and they're all along the Gulf Coast, Gulf states. And I'll, I'll tell you this: this is not a conservation movement that we're fighting. This is an anti-fishing movement. 
Yeah. We are all conservationists. We all obey by, obey by the rules so that there will be fish there for our kids and grandchildren. The people who are against us are against fishing. And once saltwater fishing has ended, they will end freshwater fishing as well. Trust me. You know, yep. just to show you the clout that the Fred Hall shows do have, you go to most other sports shows throughout the country, and they will have representatives from, you know, the various state departments of wildlife and fishing and everything else like that. But the Fred Hall show was able to get together a lot of the principals from the California Department of Fishing and Wildlife. And, you know, Pete Grave gave you a great forum there on his morning show. And you were able to get the constituencies from the department together with the fishermen. And there would be almost no other way for us to do that if it weren't for the clout that the Fred Hall shows have uh, here. And how'd that go, uh, Bart? I think it went well. You know, the problem is um, they're politicians, you know, and and while they may agree with us and hear our, hear our problems, they're listening to the other side. So as much as we're talking about how we want to expand fishing and how we want to do this and that, the other people are saying, no, you have to shut it down. You have to stop fishing. Fishing's out of control. You have to stop it right now. That's what those guys are doing. And the, the people on the other side have more money. They contribute more to the governor. They contribute more to the political parties, specifically the Democrat Party most of the time. And it's very, very difficult. That's why we need a strong organization. We need to fight these guys. Those guys that were there are all on our side. But they have a lot of pressure on them from the other side to do exactly the opposite of what is in our best interest. Right. Hey, Bart. Uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for being with us. Can you give us a little rundown what the show hours are, the days that the shows are available, that we can come and visit you and, and Del Mar and, and all the exhibitors and the programs and seminars that you've put together? Well, yeah, the, the show is Thursday through Sunday, March 17th to the 20th. We open at noon on Thursday and Friday. We close at 8. We open at 10 on Saturday and close at 8. We open at 10 on Sunday and close at 6. And uh, we'll have over 200 seminars during the, those four days. We have dozens of family fun activities, the Ram Ultimate Air Dogs, the San Diego Ford Dealers, uh, Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Great American Duck Races, Archery, Air Gun Ranges. We have, uh, you know, Bass Tanks. And, you know, it's, it's just a... Uh, it's gotten so big that it's, this is going to take you more than an hour to, or hour or two to go through it. And the uh, acres of boats, this is San Diego's largest boat show. Uh, there is no on-land boat show bigger than this one. So come on down, have some fun, eat some, eat some good food they, they got down there, and spend the day with us. And, Bart, where can people go to find the, the schedules and more information about the Fred Hall Ultimate Outdoor Experience show there at Del Mar? FredHall.com. Uh, you can go on there, check under San Diego. <clears throat> Once you've checked there, you can go look at the seminar schedules. Pretty much it's all online, and uh, that's the best way to do it. Of course, Western Outdoor News is coming out uh, this week. They'll have a, a show program, and, and uh, if you're a subscriber, you can get it there. But go online, uh, com. All right, Bart, thanks a lot for being with us, and, man, we look forward to seeing you and all of San Diego showing up at the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar starting this Thursday. Thank you for 
taking your Sunday to be with us. Well, thank you. We're down here getting set up already, so we're we're already working. We're <laughs> all right. Bart Hall, producer of the Fred Hall Shows. Bart, again, we look forward to seeing you. We'll be seeing you way before Thursday. Hey, Stan and Wendy, we got a we got a few minutes left. And Wendy, I wanted to start with you. You you spent all that time at the Fred Hall Show. Can, is there one experience that stands out in your mind just quickly that, that happened there that you'd like to relate to our audience? Well, you know, when I was driving up on Wednesday uh, to park, it was amazing to see how long the lines were to get in. And I think this year, we had, I, it's, I think it's the biggest first day in a long time that we've had at the Fred Hall show. I didn't get to walk around much. I, I was working. I had my eyes line booth. Um, but I did, I, I was able to get away with you a couple of times so we could do a few interviews. Yeah, we had, well, we had some great air interviews with, uh, uh, you know, Harold Davis and Stan and Wendy and I, we went around and we've got a lot more interviews that we did for next week's show that you'll want to hear. And, and Stan, how about yourself? Was there was there any one thing that uh, you left the uh, Fred Hall show with that uh, you'd like to relate to our audience? I mean, it was great fun because they had a lot more people. You, like Wendy said, it was pretty much solid packed every day, which was fun. But I did have one situation that came up. One of the guys was on our long-range trip that lost almost every fish he had hooked up. Not all of them, but most. And and everybody was tying the same kind of knot, this new, they call it the two-by-two, two, where you run the, the uh, line through the eye of the hook and then back around your finger and then back through the eye of the hook and then back around your finger, and then you go two loops around the the two lines and pull it tight. John Collins, and, and he shows that how to do on the video. But there was a lot of fish lost to it, so one of the guys had come to me that was on my 13-day trip and he said, man, I... I I couldn't figure out why I'm losing fish, but I went over and tied the knot at the Iserline booth, and the knot slipped all the way through, even with the long tag. And I went, eh, maybe we're not tying right. So I went over to Wendy's booth and said, can I use your machinery here? And I need to test drive a, a hook here, I mean a hook and, uh, and a knot. So I tied the knot, and sure enough, I had about a four-inch tag end that I left on the knot after I tied that two-by-two, and you watched, if you were using monofilament, you watched that knot slip and slip and slip until that tag end went all the way through. So I I tried it two times, two-by-two, and then I put it in, instead of two-by-two, I went two-by-three. So I went three times through the loop around the line itself, and it still slid out. With monofilament, that is not the knot for... uh, for large fish when you want to tie, I mean, if you want something to cinch up. I, I did try it with two types of fluorocarbon, and uh, one slipped and one didn't. Um, and I'm not going to throw the one that didn't underneath the bus, but it wasn't, it wasn't Iserline and it wasn't Maxima. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it, it has a different characteristic with, when you use fluorocarbon on that knot than it does with mono. So if you're a long-range fisherman and you're tying that two-by-two on mono, it's not so hot. If you're using fluorocarbon, go to the Del Mar show. Uh, Wendy, is your booth going to be there? Yes, it will, and I'll have the knot tying machine. Take a length of whatever your favorite fluorocarbon is and go down there and see how your fluoro 
handles that two-by-two. Otherwise, don't use it with your mono and tie your own knot, go back to the double uni or whatever you want to do Yeah, you know what the best part is, Stan? That that double uni, just do a four-turn double uni, and that's all you need. It's a small profile knot, and it's stronger than ever. Yep, you could probably do a two-turn, I mean a two-turn double uni and still get away with it, three-turn. The the cool part is, you know, spend the five bucks, go down there and try your knots on something that's a really great test vehicle because having that availability was priceless for me and my guys, you know, when we're out there, I'm always looking, how do we better what we've got? You know, what do we do? Can we do this differently and make it easier, better, faster, quicker, stronger, whatever? But I think if you don't know how to tie a knot or you want to learn how to tie a knot, having the availability to go to Wendy's booth there at Eisenline and test drive what you got and see how you're doing. How's that? Well, hey, guys, that's just about it. You know, I want to thank our guest that we had uh, last week on the recorded show, Cal Sheets from uh, Cal's Two Speed Reels, uh, Harold Davis from Harold Davis Boats, Chris Randall from The Chief, and Michael Fultz from Inside Sports Fishing, among others. We will have a recorded show next week, and already we have uh, Bill Boyce going to be with us from uh, Dollar a Day Fishing Club. We've got Bowtie from uh, Extra Tough Boots. We did a great day interview with him. Carrie Wilson from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, and Carrie writes the uh, weekly column in Western Outdoor News answering your questions. She has a great story on the most unusual question she's ever been asked. Wendy and I did that interview. We had a lot of fun doing it. There'll be more to come. So next week, no live show, but recordings from some of the interesting people that we ran into at the Fred Hall Del Mar show. So, guys, that's it for now. Tonight, thanks a lot for a great show. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, and we want to thank Jorge very much on the uh, AM540 Studios for uh, helping us put it all together tonight. Jorge, thanks a lot for making all the connections. Ben Harvey with uh, helping us produce this show here locally. And always, we want to thank Big Tuna Bill Gieselin and Eddie McEwen for leaving us this legacy that is Rod Real Radio. But you, the listeners, we can't do it without you. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. with Rod and Real Radio, or you can go to rodandreelradio.com, listen to any of this show and any of the past shows, or go to your favorite uh, uh, iPhone and, uh, uh, app and get Rod and Real Radio. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Hey, I hope you get a chance to go out and enjoy some of this great weather. Daylight savings time's here. More fishing time in the evening. We look forward to seeing you out in the water. Go get them. They're getting away. We're out for now. Good night, everybody. You ain't working. Oh, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing.